This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. You'll never know, you'll never know, you'll never know, you'll never know. One of the greatest Kabbalists that ever lived was the Megale Amukos, the revealer of the depths. He was such a great Kabbalist that when he died around 1640, in Krakow, a special plot in the cemetery was separated for him, and it was agreed by the community that nobody would be buried next to the holy rabbi, the Megale Amukos. About a hundred years later, there was a knock at the door at the president of the Krakow Jewish community around three o'clock in the morning, and standing there is the schlepper, dressed in rags, and he puts a hundred rubles in the president's hand, and he says to him, I want to buy the grave next to the Megale Amukos. The president, he's weary, he's, he's tired, it's late at night. He thinks, who is the schlepper? What, what nerve does he have to ask to be buried next to the great Rebbe? Where does he find the chutzpah for this? So he takes the money and puts it in a drawer and goes back to sleep. The next morning he's in shul and there's a big ruckus. And the president asks, what's going on, what's going on? They said there was the schlepper, he showed up this morning and he just died here in the shul and we're going to bury him. The president, he looked at the schlepper and he knew exactly who he was. The same guy who had come that night and gave him the hundred rubles to buy the plot next to the Megalea Mokos. The president said, ah, he knew all along that he was going to die. What is this foolishness and trickery that he's doing? So the president decided not to say a word. He gave the money away to Tztaka and the Jew was buried in an unknown plot in the poor section of the cemetery. But that's not the end of the story, my friends. A couple of nights later, the president of the community was sleeping, and the schlepper came to him in a dream, and he said, I paid you a hundred rubles for the plot next to the Megalea Mokos, and you didn't bury me there. You need to bury me next to the Megalea Mokos. The president blew off the dream. He figured, ah, it's just a dream. But then it came the next night, and by the third night, the schlepper was threatening to bring the president to court upstairs, which meant, of course, that the president would die. And he was very worried, of course. So he went to the chief rabbi of Krakow. And in those days, all of the chief rabbis of Krakow were great Kabbalists. The president explains his situation, how this schlepper came in the middle of the night and it was trickery. He knew he was going to die and it wasn't fair. But the rabbi said, look, you took the money fair and square. If you weren't going to bury him next to the Megalamukos, you shouldn't have taken the money to start with. The president said, no, what do we do now? He's threatening to kill me and I'm scared for my life. So the rabbi said, Okay, next time you see him in the dream, you're going to tell him that we're going to have a bait din down here below. A court for humans, not a court in heaven. You tell him to be here at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we'll have the judgment in front of a bait din right here. So the schlepper came in the dream, and the president said, 10 o'clock the next morning, be in the bait din. The bait din will be there to judge you. And 10 o'clock in the morning, the bait din assembled. The chief rabbi and two other big rabbis from Krakow. They placed a talus on a chair, and they said, Holy Schlepper, your soul is invited to come speak through this talus. State your case. And out of nowhere comes this voice. I paid for the plot fair and square. The president took the money, and he didn't bury me in the plot that I paid for. Either he buries me there, or I'm going to take him to the bait din upstairs. Then it was the president's turn to answer. No, it's a total lie. What's he talking about? 
He came to me in the middle of the night and slips this money in my hand. He knew he was going to die. It's not fair at all. I shouldn't be accused of anything. He deserves to be buried where he was buried. And besides, the money was given to Tzedakah. So the Beit Din deliberates, and they're not sure how to answer. The chief rabbi of Krakow, he looks to the talus and he says, Holy Schlepper, we don't have an answer for you. But if you're as holy as you say that you are, then one thing's for sure. You don't need our help to be buried there. You can figure it out for yourself. The next morning, the Schlepper's plot in the poor section of the cemetery was found empty. And right next to the grave of the Megale Amukos was a fresh mound. The story is true, and you can visit this tombstone in the cemetery in Krakow. But since the rabbis at the time didn't know the Schlepper's name, they could only write on the marker, Here lies the unknown tzaddik. you're enjoying these stories, friends, because I certainly enjoy telling them, and I need your support to continue telling them. Please go to HasidicStory.com, H-A-S-I-D-I-C, Story.com, and you'll see a link there to be a supporter. Not only do you get a chance to support this project, but you'll get unique stories that are told just for supporters, and I'm going to share one of them with you right now. Here's a short story that happened to me today. I was in the electric store because I need to fix some electricity at home. And I'm not an electrician. I don't know very much about fixing electricity. But I do know that you need a tester in order to make sure that there's no electric current coming through the socket if you change it or do any work. I went to the electric store. I bought whatever I needed. And I bought the tester. And I came back home. And I put the tester in the socket. And there's a little light that's supposed to go on. The light didn't go on. I tried it in another socket. I knew that the socket was working because we were charging a computer from that socket. I stuck it in the socket. Didn't work. So the next day, I brought it back to the store. The next day was today. And I said to the store owner, check the tester for me. I'm not sure that it's working. So he takes it and he sticks it in the socket and he puts his thumb on the metal end of the tester. And I said, what are you doing? He said, ah, in order for the tester to work, you have to stick your thumb on the end. And then you'll see it's a very, very vague light. This is not like a light bulb here. You're just going to get a little light that comes out of it. So he showed me and really was a very small light. You could hardly see that it was lit up. Then his son was there and he said, look, I'll show you. And he takes the tester and he brings it to another socket in the store. And he puts the metal end in the socket. And then he puts his hand on the other side of the tester. And this little tiny light comes up. So he said, you see the light. It's very 
small and it's hard to see it, but you can see that there's a light there, right? And I said, yeah, sure, I see the light. So he said, you give it a try. So I stuck it in the socket and I put my thumb on the end and this thing lit up like a flashlight. And the son and the father, they're looking at me like, what are you made of? What's going on here? So I tried it again. I thought maybe it was just a fluke. And sure enough, that thing lit up like a flashlight. So the two of them said, I don't know what you've got in you, but you've clearly got some energy in you. I came home, I told my wife the story, and she said, show me. I put the the tester in the socket in the house, I put my thumb in the end, and sure enough, it lit up like a light bulb.